The Super 90s Brothers is brought to you by Speak Spokane and presented to you by Delicious Hamburgers. This episode of the Super 90s Brothers was brought to you by Giant Donut Marketing. Did you know you can hire a website developer, marketing director, and SEO specialist for 250 bucks a month? It's true. With Giant Donuts marketing, site maintenance, and paid advertising plans, you get access to the experts you need for one monthly price. See what they can do for you by reaching out to them on their website at giantdonutmarketing.com or any of their social channels. Mention you heard about them here on Super 90s Brothers for special promotions. Go check them out today. Hello and welcome to the Super 90s Brothers. I am your host, Brennan Pointer. Along with me is Adam J. Pitzler. How's it going, buddy? If the poor and homeless are going to die, then they should do it and decrease the surplus population. I was wondering where you're going with this. Uh, yeah, that's, um, that's a line from the movie. If I would work my will, every idiot who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips would be cooked with his own turkey and buried. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, Adam, how, how's it going? Are you ready for the holidays? <laughs> Clearly. Doesn't it sound like I have the Christmas cheer? It does. It sounds like you have the Christmas cheer. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, it's uh, – I'm trying to stay in good spirits because I'm in a little bit of a weird situation today. My wife – today is the 21st of December, 2020, for those of you listening to this podcast 100 years wow. from now. And – my wife was exposed to someone with COVID-19 last Thursday. We found out maybe Saturday morning and we're thinking, well, you know, you never know. And then we felt fine. We felt fine. And then this morning she woke up with a fever and she woke up like right next to me. And she was like, yeah, I didn't feel good when I went to bed. I'm like, why didn't you stay in the guest bedroom? Like I was like immediately like a self-preservationist dick about it. Um, <laughs> so anyway, my wife, my wife went to go get tested. She's actually at the testing facility right now. And I'm just waiting to see what happens. So I'm kind of in like this weird headspace where I feel like I may be on the precipice of getting like the super flu. Or COVID. Is that what I mean? Or you may Yeah, that's what I mean. Are you calling it the super flu? Yeah, I I, I don't know. Everyone says COVID and I'm a contrarian. Gotcha. Uh, And the uh, new stand is coming out. I don't know if you saw that. They remade 90s Stephen King miniseries, The Stand, into like a a CBS exclusive or something. And they call it the super flu in that. Okay. I, I, now I'm getting the connection. I actually saw that on some advertisement. I was like, Oh, I want to go watch this. And then I d- couldn't find it on Hulu, Netflix or any of the places. And I was like, Oh, it's on CBS all access. Another thing I need to get. Who the hell has CBS all access by the way? No, nobody. The CEO of CBS doesn't have that. He's like, this is a rip off. And it's like free to him. All he has to do is like download it. But he doesn't want to give it the space on his hard drive. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not in the mood for holidays. It's it's Monday before Christmas. There's, there's it's literally four days until Christmas and it feels like it's a day in it feels like it's a day in November. It's fifty degrees here in Spokane, which is unseasonably warm. Bernie, uh, we gotta stop talking about the weather though. We don't talk about the weather that much. Never we, we never No, we do. It. You know, it's just kind of our thing, Adam. It does it shouldn't be. That's that's like every old person's thing ever. You want to talk about the weather, go to any like nursing facility or assisted living facility. You could talk about the weather with people all day. They remember what temperature it was like on Thanksgiving sixteen years ago. Mm. Yes. I do too. That was uh that was a cold one. Um so we're here. We're here and we're talking about the uh one of the a, a Christmas movie that came out in the nineties. That's what all I'll say about it. And I won't say it's the greatest. I Why don't you say the title? Well, we're doing the Muppets Christmas Carol, Ow! and uh, it came out in 1994. Um, nope, that's incorrect. December 11th, 1992. Uh, so, but yeah, uh, created by. I mean, created. I mean, it's based on Charles the Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, obviously, but uh, directed by Brian Henson and. Brian Henson is uh, Jim Henson's son, and this is actually the first movie to come out after the um, death of uh, Jim Henson. I, I don't know if you knew that, um, which is kind of sad. But um, but yeah, I mean, what else is there to say about this, Adam? It's it's a cute '90s Christmas movie, and it is the week of Christmas, and we are a podcast 
duo and we do themed shows often i mean shit we did adam's family values on thanksgiving when let's be real it's not really thanksgiving theme there's just that funny thanksgiving play right this whole movie is christmas themed and it's based on the most famous christmas story by dickens ever yeah i mean it's literally in the title a christmas carol um, a muppets christmas a carol. muppet christmas carol Ow. why did we decide to do this adam of all the 90s Christmas movies. Why is this one the one we chose? Are there that many 90s Christmas movies? You know, there's not. And I actually brought up a list yesterday when I was like going over. I was like, what else could we have done? And there's nothing. There's like, there's the Santa Claus. There's Jingle All the Way. There's some movie with uh, Steve Martin. I don't. Uh, Mix Nuts. Mix Nuts. Terrible. And then there's one with uh, JTT. That's like really the handful of 90s movies that we haven't okay. done. We, we've done Home Alone. Yeah, so pinnacle pinnacle '90s Christmas movie. We could probably do Santa Claus or Jingle All the Way, but I'll be talking shit like the whole time. The latter two that you said, the Jonathan Taylor Thomas one, I've I've never taken the time to watch that one, and I can't even remember the other one you said, but that one's stupid too. So, yeah, '90s were a bad time for Christmas movies, and but luckily, what does that say? Uh, I think it means that there wasn't a lot of streaming services, and so now they didn't have a they. I don't know. I really no. know what it says. What does it say, well, Adam? Deeper. The 90s is when we lost our roots to our families, and it's when we all became commercialism, capitalist assholes. Mm. I see. That makes all, sen all the sense in the world now. Yeah. You, 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 you guys come to Super 90s Brothers for like the entertainment. You stay for the philosophy. Yeah. Um, well, I'm excited to, to really dig into this, Adam, because I have to say I know nothing about it. And I want to hear you talk about this movie the entire time because uh, it's um it, it, it I tried to sh I tried to watch this movie with my kids my kids like kicked and screamed they're like I do not want to watch Muppets I don't like Muppets <laughs> and we watched ten minutes of it my entire family fell asleep and I was like I'm annoyed that I'm even watching this right now did they fall asleep to spite you I think so they were like we don't oh, want to watch that's the ultimate kid spite move. Yeah, Are you going to make me watch something? Watch this. You know what they really like? They, they like the Santa Claus. So oh, Elves with attitude. Oh. <laughs> um, well, I mean, should I? do we want to do the synopsis? Does anyone not know the synopsis of A Christmas Carol? Um, there's got to be someone out there. Remember that we are currently the number 12th rated podcast in uh, Cyprus and the number 24 rated podcast in Belgium. And they may not know the synopsis of Muppets Christmas Carol. So let's tell all the listeners what this movie's about in a, in a quick three-minute session. So Christmas Carol's about Ebenezer Scrooge. Scrooge, he is a terrible human being. Um, he has no family. He has no friends. He All he cares about is money. He's a landlord. He's a landlord. He's a business. Is he more than? He's more than that, too. He's like owns businesses, I imagine. Yeah. He's, just, you know, he's, he's an entrepreneur. He's a regular Donald Trump. Uh, and <laughs> and so, you know, like it's Christmas Eve and he's visited by the ghosts of Christmas past, present and future. And he gets to go live out all this stuff that's happened in his life and be told why he's such a terrible person and why he needs to change. And then at the end of the movie, he changes and he becomes a really nice person. And we all that's it. That's it. You want you left out one important thing. What's that? The Muppets. Oh, I mean, the Muppets are in this movie, too. The Muppets and, are, like, other than Michael Caine, who plays Scrooge, pretty much everything else is Muppets. And if you don't know what a Muppet is, Belgians or Cy Cyprinians. <laughs> I don't know if that's easy. <laughs> a Muppet, it's not quite, Homer Simpson said, it's not quite a mop. It's not quite a puppet. It's a Muppet. <laughs> Is that what it means? <laughs> no, that's just what Homer said. I don't. It's yeah. just a, it's some crude term for muppet. Puppet, excuse me. It's like a Jim Henson puppet is called a muppet. It's called a muppet. Yeah, I mean, this movie. I mean, it, they just replace all the characters with famous muppets. I mean, Kermit the Frog's in there as a uh, as you know that the the Cratchit Bob is it Jim Cratchit? I don't know his name. <laughs> These facts are not specific to the Muppet Christmas movie. So you stumbling over these facts, you have no excuse. <laughs> Dickens' Christmas Carol is like the most famous Christmas story ever. 
Bob, Bob Cratchit. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, Bob Cratchit, and you know, there's other famous Muppets that are in it, like Miss Piggy. She's in it. She's a she is also a Cracket. Um, <laughs> Fozzie Bear is in it. He's um, I I don't think Fozzie Wig is an actual character from a Christmas Carol. Carol, hey, so you I never know. When's the last time you read it? They just tried to add Fozzie Bear into it because he needed to be there. You know, animals in it. Rizzo the Rat. Um. He kind of Rizzo the Rat and Gonzo kind of play the uh, the commentators or um, not commentators but the narrators you would say. Uh, great Gonzo actually plays Charles Dixon Dickens in this movie. Did right? you just call him the Great Gonzo? The Great Gonzo. That's what is the Muppet character. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reading this off a uh, of Wikipedia. Oh, please uh, stop! It sounds like you're reading something. It doesn't do sound you, like you at all. Do you know? Do you want to know something about me and the Muppets? Yes. I don't really care about the Muppets. I never cared about the Muppets. Like the Muppets are a part of my life that were never a part of my life. I do not care. Never have been interested. You know, when they did the Muppets, like the uh, relaunch, like in the mid uh, 2010s, like didn't care about them then. Uh, I don't think many people did, but like my, my affinity for the Muppets, Muppets is this very, very, you know, I don't care about them. People slightly older than us, like people my sister's age, who grew up watching The Muppet Show when The Muppet Show was one of the better television shows on the air. It always mm -hmm. had cool celebrities. It was a fun variety show with comedy, singing, dancing, all kinds of things. People a little bit older than us revere The Muppets often. And mm -hmm. we're doing the show largely out of respect to that audience. Um, and also kids who like happen to like The Muppets. I'm, I'm kind of with you. I've never been a big Muppet guy. But yeah. for whatever reason, for whatever reason, this particular movie is my wife's all-time favorite Christmas movie, and not a fucking Christmas goes by where I get out of watching it. So, <laughs> or I think the right? yeah, I think the main reason we're doing this podcast today is because my my wife has forced me to watch it. Well, we've been together thirteen years now. I've probably seen it fifteen times. <laughs> uh, so do you? So let's get into it. Did you? Did you? Did you see this movie in the theater? I did. Yeah, I actually remember going to see this movie. I don't I can't remember if it was on Christmas Day, but it was definitely like the week of Christmas um with my mom and one of my best friends Kip and his mom Carolyn. Like the four of us went to saw went and saw it at this uh movie theater that I saw a lot of my childhood movies at in SeaTac Mall in Federway, Washington. And uh it was uh, pretty good. Like I I kind of went into it with no expectations. I don't remember seeing previews. I think I was kind of mostly encouraged to see it based on our moms, you know, like, oh, hey, it's a kid's Christmas movie. Let's take you. And I've, I've long told these stories that I wasn't like a big kid's movie kid. I wanted to watch like Arnold Schwarzenegger and like horror movies. <laughs> but I did happen to go see this one. I remember I probably liked it the least of our party of four. The moms and my friend Kip definitely liked it more than I did. I always thought it was good. And uh, that was about it. And I don't know that I'd seen it all that many times again until I got with my wife. Yeah, I mean, when you when you when we always ask this question, I like thought back, like, did I see this movie in the theater? Did I even watch it when I was a kid? Like, I'm sure I watched it. I just don't have any strong memories of it. I will say I am a family. I was part of a family that always went and saw movies during the holiday time, like because that's when you're out of school and there's a lot to go see. Um, and. I definitely wasn't seeing this. I was either seeing Aladdin or Home Alone 2. Uh, definitely was not seeing this in the theater. And I probably would have saw Toys, which also came out around the same time before I saw Muppets Christmas Carol in the theaters. So Toys even a kid's movie? No, but I, my dad used to take me to all these types of movies when I was a kid. Like I, we, we would go see a movie you know, every other week and whatever came out, like I'd go see it. And so, and I just, we probably were just not interested in seeing a Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, um, we saw it. To give a little context, the year after, so I was eight years old when this movie came out. The year after this, I was nine years old. On Christmas Day, we went and saw Tombstone. And mm -hmm. like, Tombstone was so much better. <laughs> I wish we were doing a podcast on Tombstone. <laughs> Ooh, we, that's, a, that's a good future one. Um, oh, you know what else I was thinking? We got to do Dirty Work at some point. Oh, I haven't seen that, in, haven't seen that for since the 90s. Uh, uh, but, but we keep getting off topic. Um, sure. This is The Muppet Christmas Carol, which is very popular. Yeah. Um, the, the Muppet lover community likes this movie a lot. The Christmas movie community likes this movie a lot. Moms with kid 
community probably likes this. I don't know. I don't talk, I don't talk to them because those conversations are boring, but they probably do. Probably, maybe. Um, so I saw it. I thought it was good, not great. Um, it was either on Christmas Day or the week of Christmas, but that, I don't. I don't remember much else other than that. But what mm. is memorable, I would say, about this movie compared to, and I'm going to do this thing where I compare it to other Muppet movies a lot today, guys. So pretty much every other Muppet movie that I've seen is starring Muppets. It's starring Kermit the Frog. It's starring Miss Piggy. It's starring Gonzo. It's starring, you know, Big Bird as a cameo. Like the the Muppet movie, The Great Muppet Caper, Muppets Take Manhattan, Muppet Treasure Island. I think, I think Tim Curry's in Treasure Island. But anyway, this movie was actually a Muppet movie centered around a human actor, which I've long argued is probably the only reason I like it. And I'm... Mm. I think that I've, I'm with you. I've never been a big Muppets guy. I didn't grow up with them like my sister did. She loved them. She talked about them. She had posters. She had like a lunch pail with the Muppets. So I like knew of them a lot when I was a kid, but it, they just never clicked with me. But in the, I just, you know, a Muppet, a puppet can only express so many emotions with its face, like two, maybe three. <laughs> The voice acting can be good, but without the ability to read someone's face, I feel like you're getting a hollow performance. It's not the Muppets' fault. They're a fucking puppet. And in this <laughs> in this movie, you actually got a really talented actor, Michael Caine. I think most people would agree to that. And yes. he's the lead role. And you get to see him play Scrooge, which is a complicated character. You know, somebody that has to be a total unlikable hard ass in the beginning and has to be a, a sweet, loving old you know coot by the end and you have to believe that change so that's not an easy role and it's taken on by a really talented actor and done fairly well like i i think that even people that don't like this movie like roger ebert they still praise michael kane's performance yeah i mean michael kane's i mean he is the only redeeming part of this movie for me like michael kane's amazing he's an amazing actor he's very accomplished he's been acting since the 50s and he's still acting today and he's you know i mean I don't think, I mean, at the time in the nineties, I don't think I noticed that, you know, it was, you know, Michael Caine, but uh, yeah, he's, he's great. Who doesn't like Michael Caine? What's your uh, favorite Michael Caine roles? What are my, hmm. And don't say like Arthur from uh, Batman begins well, and all that. Cause he's like barely in those. Give me like well, a Michael Caine is in it movie. A Michael Caine. That, well, that's a problem that most of the movies that he's in have been movies that I have, I said Arthur. I meant Alfred. Sorry, Batman Alfred. nerds. Uh, well, he's really good. I like him in Inception. He's good in that. Um, what other? <laughs> he played the he played the villain in On Deadly Ground with Steven Seagal, which I saw probably once when I was a kid. I want to I want to go back and watch that. What we I mean, he's in the Cider House Rules, which he won a, an Academy Award for. I mean, I. I can't think of like I just like him as an actor. He's just you see him in a movie and you're like, oh, it's Michael Caine. Like he was good in the Prestige, although not the best movie. He was really good in um oh, Prestige, yeah. Oh, I just I just had it. What was it? oh Secondhand Lions is a really underrated good movie that he's good in. Mm. Yeah, he's and he's been in all those Christopher Nolan movies. So like he's in Interstellar for a little bit. Um yeah, he whenever he pops up in a movie, he always like really does a does a great job uh dude we're so, probably burying the lead though like dirty rotten scoundrels maybe my favorite michael kane movie oh uh, i haven't i don't think i've ever seen that or I haven't seen what? it for a long time. Yeah, oh my I, god yeah so but uh that's a really good movie like really funny and clever and good to rewatch. i think you yeah. and abby would like it we will yeah. uh so then you know the next main characters are i mean gonzo the great gonzo and Rizzo. I thought you were making like a great Gatsby brain amalgam. I thought you were like combining the two in your brain. No, it's, he's really called the great Gonzo. Um, so they, so the great Gonzo and Rizzo pop up in this movie periodically to kind of like push the movie along and kind of tell the story of Ebenezer Scrooge. And they kind of play off as like the, you know, comedic value. Like they're always kind of. They're there to lighten the mood. The, the Christmas Carol yeah. isn't always light. That's that's true. Uh, and yeah, I mean, that's what th th there's not really much other to say about them than that. Right. No, just uh, Gonzo is the omniscient one. And Rizzo's just kind of there being like a, a little pig and eating everything and making jokes about having like 
800,000 brothers and sisters because we all know how rats breed. Mm. Um, should we play anything, Adam? I mean, should we? This is the entry to uh, uh, Michael Caine in the movie. Let's uh, let's intro Scrooge. When a cold wind blows, it chills you, chills you to the bone. But there's nothing in nature that freezes your heart like years of being alone. It paints you with indifference like a lady. So the one thing I didn't realize about this movie, Adam, that uh... wait, you missed the best part. They're like, there goes Mr. Humbug. There goes Mr. Grimm. If they gave a prize for being a dick, the winner would be him. Uh, I'll I'll re I'll change it and I'll make sure it's that part of the song instead. No, of the <laughs> no, don't, because um, then everyone will no. Just leave it. The one thing I didn't realize about this movie is that uh, there's um. There's songs throughout the entire movie. Um, and I don't think I realized that until I watched it with you about six years ago during when we came and visited you for Thanksgiving. Um, so, yeah, that's part of the movie. There's a lot of singing in this, which is good for children if they want to watch this. <laughs> I mean, it's a musical, so there's lots of singing. The Christmas Carol is not a musical. This no, but a Muppets Christmas Carol by Disney is. That's yes, yes. So, I, I think I read that this was the first Muppets movie that was released by Disney. They must have been. They must have just bought the Muppets at that time. Maybe uh, something like that. Bought the rights. Yeah, the Muppets because the Muppets are owned by Disney now, or I think they were. Um, so, so we went through uh, Scrooge, Gonzo, and Rizzo, Kermit, and Miss Piggy, and are the Cratchits, and they've got, they've got like a little sick frog kid who's tiny tim and he's mm -hmm. like he's like coughing all over the place and he's walking along with his little crutch and uh uh tim yeah tim cratchit uh tiny tim cratchit and he's played by robin the frog yeah and he he oh. dies Ow. he does not die he dies he dies robin. in the movie tiny, tiny tim dies yeah he dies be in one of the the ghost of christmas future like he dies in the christmas future and then all you can do is go off hope that because Michael Caine turned into a good guy, like the child's like crippling cancer goes into remission or something. <laughs> I don't think he was he did he have cancer? I thought he was, I thought he it's was not really defined in this version, but I like to think that he had a really aggressive cancer in his brain, in his bones, in his eyes. But like once Scrooge like goes the straight and narrow and decides to be a nice guy and he like brings him a turkey dinner for Christmas, that cancer doesn't know what hit it. And it like, it melts away from the Christmas spirit. Mm. Um, we, never, we never like confirm that Tiny Tim lives in the next Christmas. Like they yeah. show you the Christmas future. And it's like, oh, there's his crutch. We just buried him so we can look at the ducks. That sucks. And Christmas sucks this year. And then at the end of the movie, we're in the current Christmas. We're not in the future Christmas. We're in the current Christmas, and he's still alive. And I was like, yay, he has turkey today. But I was like, yeah, but, you know, I mean, look at him. That, that, kid, that kid's dying, right? Look at that kid. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I, I never even considered him dying, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I, I guess we can all assume that because, because uh, Scrooge becomes a very nice person, he he lives. And... Be, well, you know, Steve Jobs, Paul Allen had more money than anyone in the world. They couldn't like they couldn't beat cancer. <laughs> Scrooge is gonna come in and like when the fuck was this story made? Like eighteen twelve or some shit? When was the story written? Look that up while I'm talking. I will. And the original Dickens. He's gonna come in at like the year eighteen hundred, London, where they like you know, I don't think they've they've developed penicillin yet. And they're they're gonna figure out how to like cure this kid's crippling bone marrow cancer. Um, <laughs> I think he was just hurt. I think he just had he was, um, he was he was a he stubbed his knee. He was crippled, wasn't wasn't he? Is that a, is, did I, is that even allowed? Is that PC? Can you is call it, people crippled? Is that what you're asking? No, like he was he was hurt. He couldn't. Yeah. Well, then why did he die? I mean, a, a, a fucking bad knee doesn't kill you. Maybe it was cancer. Um, I'm pretty sure it had cancer. Published in 1843. Okay, so um, about 35 years off. Not bad for a fucking guess out my ass. Yeah, and so, I mean, where where, where are we going with this, Adam? <laughs> we're talking about 
little frog children with bone marrow tumors. Like, what? what this is as super 90s pros as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what are some of your uh, favorite scenes in this? I, I know what mine, mine is. All right, so there's three stages of this movie, really. Like, they, they set up the movie, and we get to meet all the characters, and then the three stages are the three ghosts. And the first ghost is the ghost of Christmas past, which is played by this weird little puppet fairy thing. That's honestly, she's kind of creepy. I don't like, she's got creepy dead eyes and the way she talks, she looks like, this is going to sound horrible, but she looks like, like someone who was, who suffered from like sex trafficking as a child. And like, even though they're like safe and healthy now, like they care the, carry those scars in their eyes forever. Like they'll never, or like an abused dog. And like, even once it gets a good home, it's got that look in its eye, like until it dies. Like that's how this like little fairy girl work. Like, look, she's awful. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, she's seen, she's seen all the disgusting predatory practices of like 1800s London and all these Christmases. She says she can remember like 1900 Christmases. Think of how much fucking foul shit she's had to watch. And meanwhile, <laughs> this guy's like kind of a dick and he's a landlord. And it was like, Oh, landlords are so awful. I'm a landlord, by the way. So she's probably like got the Scrooge gig and she's like, this is great. This guy's fine. So he charges rent. What do you want him to do? Give it away. <laughs> there, there's this scene at the beginning where this guy's like, oh, I can't pay my mortgage, Mr. Scrooge. And the doctor takes his, don't he? And I'm just not sure, but I'm the, I'm the turnip you can't squeeze blood from or something like that. And like Scrooge like picks him up and throws him out of his office. <laughs> and he says something about how Christmas is harvest time for the moneylenders. Like where you can go and take back all these mortgages and properties. <laughs> I'm thinking, wow. you can really, you can really relate to Scrooge, huh, Adam? Yeah, um, I, I, I mean, we don't need to get into that too much, but I, I can relate to everyone thinking you're a dick just because of your job. Yeah. Um. So, so anyway, the three stages of this movie, the fairy girl is fucking weird. We see, Scrooge's past where he's like a little boy in this like schoolhouse with Sam the Eagle and he's like a he's like a little bookworm he's like in there studying all day and all the other kids are like want to go play he's like no stupid Christmas I want to sit here and read my books and like um that's it like it's not even that sad it's just like oh this kid really cares about school it's like it's like pan over to like any Chinese kids Christmas ever and that's what it is you know like People that yeah. take education really, really seriously don't understand that scene. That's, uh, <laughs> man, man, Scrooge is really, what, what went wrong? I know. He's a landlord. He takes about, he cares about his education. And then it like, it cuts to like a different Christmas past where he's like with his girlfriend and like, they're all dressed nice. They're like out on this nice walk out in the snow. And she's like, um, maybe we can get married this year. And he's like, yeah, I'd like to, but business is poor. I can't give you the proper home I want. And then she's like, you don't even love me. And I was like, wait, that seemed pretty reasonable. Like, he's not breaking up with you, right? Like, you guys are staying together. He's like, he's like, business can usually be poor. When the firm does better, I'll buy you everything you want. We'll get married. We'll have the wedding of your dreams. She's like, you don't love me. And they, like, break up over song. Yeah. I mean, that is, that's one of the things I don't like about this movie are all the ballads. Um song in particular is really bad in fact i've just rewatched this on disney plus and they cut that song oh they it's did like not in it. and oh, i was like thank god i always fast forward through that song and jill's stupid dvd <laughs> why i wonder why i wonder why they made they probably didn't have the rights to it or something no, uh they did they thought it didn't fit tonally and they're right it's a fucking love song when there's no love story it never fit <laughs> that's 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 funny so anyway uh, after goes to Christmas past where Scrooge is such a dick because he wants to save money to give her the wedding she wants and she breaks up with him because he's not rich now the gold digging tramp like he he decides or he doesn't decide but like the new ghost comes the ghost of Christmas present and this yeah. is my favorite ghost. um because and Brennan will probably back me up on this he looks and acts exactly like pretty much my favorite person in the world my stepdad Dan yeah I I watched this today I was watching I was like getting the clips for it and <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, the ghost of Christmas present looks like Dan. It's like, totally looks, Dan. It looks like Dan. Um, looks like him. It acts like him. Yeah, totally. Dan is like this big, jolly, live in the moment guy. The Christmas present guy literally has to live in the moment. You can't even ask him about anything that happened like five minutes ago. He doesn't care. It's all like, I'm, I'm in the moment. And uh, he's this big, jolly guy who sings and he gets like Scrooge to dance a little bit. And he shows them Christmas presents, which is 
you know, yeah. it's like the Cratchits, you know, in their little meager feast, and they're they're eating their goose, and uh, Tiny Tim is coughing in the corner. Well, and basically, like, this is where this is where Scrooge learns that you know what, maybe I should spread my wealth a little bit. I, you know, Bob Cratchit needs more money. I need to pay him fairly. I don't pay him enough. I think. Well, that's I what don't learned. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'd have to look and see what other bookkeepers were making at that time in London to say he was paid unfairly. But I think it's safe to say that that Bob had too many kids to like to live off his income. That's not Scrooge's fault. Well, that's true. I mean, where were these kids coming from? Is this like Piggy's uh, legs? Oh, what's that? Piggy's legs. Yeah, but like they're frogs. The frogs. Well, they're dead frog. Frogs and pigs can't mate. Do you think they should have like weird frog pig hybrid Muppets? <laughs> that would yes, they should. <laughs> um, uh, frig with like gills of their fucking pig necks. <laughs> uh anyways, so that's yeah, they, they had too many kids. But it's also the eighteen hundreds. Like there's no there is no form of uh contraception. Pull it that? out. I don't I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if uh, Kermit can do that. Obviously, um, anyway, might be, might be too quick. Um, <laughs> um, I can just picture like there's like a mom somewhere who like found our podcast randomly and decided to play it for her kids, like in their minivan driving to fucking Disneyland today. <laughs> Listen, like what the hell is this? I thought it was about the Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> Talk about like kids with bone marrow tumors and like slut pigs and, maybe and like. Maybe that's why he has cancer. <laughs> bad, bad genetics. Um, <laughs> it's his fault. He has cancer. Is is um, the, the key there? So, so really, anyway, yeah, let me get I'm, back. Uh, goes to Christmas present. Dan, my stepdad, big jolly lovable guy. He dies at the end of the day, which sucks for goes to Christmas present. Like he dies. So, but he's got. He, really he says something like six thousand or sisters or something mm. let's play a song from that here yeah. here, is, here is it feels like christmas with uh dan um the ghost of christmas present <laughs> it's in the singing of a street corner choir it's going home and getting warm by the fire it's true wherever you find love it feels like christmas it's pretty good there you go um you know he even sounds like dan are you sure dan was not uh you know an actor doing this? I'm not sure. No, it may have it may have been him. He may go full Muppet when he takes off his skin at night, like one of those body snatcher aliens. Yeah. When I was like six, I thought my real dad was the million dollar man Ted DeBiase. Like he snuck off at night and was an asshole rich wrestler with a gimmick. Mm. Uh that's were you really disappointed when you found out your dad was not Ted B Deep? How you say his last name? I was already really disappointed in my dad. So <laughs> finding this was just sort of like a cherry on top. Um, oh my God. You know, we skipped over my actual, like I, it's Christmas. And to that mom in the minivan, I want to give you something warm uh, because it is the week of Christmas. And we want to say Merry Christmas to all of our awesome Super 90s Bros fans. Mm. And I wanted to go on like a little, a little um, airing of, airing of the spirit. Uh, for my soul, if you don't mind, Brennan. Okay. Um, I was going to say that my, and get this clip ready. We're, my two favorite uh, people in the Muppets are the hecklers. And oh. I can never remember their name, but they're like the two old men and they hang up in the rafters and they talk shit about literally everything. Yeah. And I always wanted, I always wanted to be like them. <laughs> I think I've kind of developed into them. Like I am, Brennan will vouch. I'm one of probably the best hecklers you'll might know. And we are listens our way up and we're getting way more fans these days. And we think that's awesome. So I've been doing a lot of like interest introspection. I've been like re re-listening to all of our shows and like listening to myself. And I realized that I'm like constantly heckling everything. And I guess I just wanted to say to anybody that doesn't know me that well, that's kind of just what I do. Mm. And it's the best part of the show. If I'm being honest, like when we're talking shit and heckling things. Mm -hmm. So if I've offended anybody, if I've said anything, that you didn't quite get, or you think I crossed the line somewhere. I want you to know that I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. This is this is not prompted. There was no email complaint. There's nothing like that. I just want to say 
I didn't mean to. I was just heckling like Marley and Marley, who are about to play a song we're going to share for you. Took advantage of the poor, just ignored the needy. We specialized in causing pain, spreading fear and doubt. And if you could not pay the rent, we simply threw you out. <laughs> there was the year we evicted the entire orphanage. I remember the little tykes all standing in the snowbank with their little frostbitten teddy bears. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, those two are my favorite. Brennan, your response to my to my comments uh, about you being a heckler? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's true. You are a heckler. I never take it personal, though. Well, you know me. I was mostly yeah. giving that speech to people that maybe don't. Um, I, are they listening to this show? I hope yeah. so. <laughs> I hope there's some people that don't know me that listen. I mean, it'd have to be. I don't have 700 friends. <laughs> um. I mean, is that where he got it from? From Marley and Marley? Um, Statler and Waldorf are the characters, and they're called that because they're named after like really rich like um, tycoons from like New York, like Waldorf Hotel, you know, stuff like that. Um, anyways, uh, where were we at? What were we talking about? We, we were talking about Marley and Marley. Yes. Um, Oh, so when I was in uh, college, I got hired by this event mansion on the South Hill of Spokane to put mm -hmm. together these like Christmas themed corporate dinner parties. Mm -hmm. And uh, our theme was Dickens. And one of the things that I had my actors do was they would perform Marley and Marley. Mm. So that was kind of, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, the best part of that night, was we would always pick out like the most senior executive at the company and we we'd visit them from the ghost of christmas future so i dress up like the grim reaper and i had this really awesome outfit and then the guy who owned the hotel would go out there with me and we'd like kind of roast the old guy at the company by giving him like pens and like other things that aren't very flattering about getting old and then this we'd do it right before dinner and then i would be standing there and i had this awesome grim reaper costume and the host his name was sean he would leave and i would just stand there awkwardly and stare at them for like a couple minutes. And they're all kind of like waiting to eat dinner. They're like waiting for me to leave. And all I do is stand there in my giant puppet costume. It was great. <laughs> this is this is your Christmas dinner for the, your old company. Yeah. yeah, these were corporate Christmas parties that these businesses paid to have at this event mansion where I worked. So we want to welcome you guys all to a brand new segment we're doing called, what's it called, Brennan? It's called Song of the Month. Ow! <laughs> I'm looking for it. Yeah, we're doing the Song of the Month. We're doing the top song from the time that this movie, the, the, the movie that we're currently talking about, Muppets Christmas Carol, came out. And in 1992, December, one of my favorite songs was the number one song in America. And here it is. We both know. I'm not what you, you need, and I, I will always love you. Good old Whitney. Uh, that, that, ended, that ended badly, though. But. That brings out brings up memory brings back good memories of uh, the '90s and and the Bodyguard. That yeah. was, that, that's what that was from. Yeah. Most of my Whitney Houston memories are like later Whitney Houston, where she's like screaming at cameras to kiss her ass and stuff like that. There was this like clip they would always play on the soup of Whitney Houston screaming at a paparazzi going, kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Shortly before she died from drugs. Merry <laughs> Christmas. Uh, one thing I was surprised to hear is that you've never seen The Bodyguard. No, I've never seen. I'm I'm a little surprised you saw it when you're like eight years old. Like Kevin Costner having sex with Whitney Houston movies didn't really. It's like, oh yeah, I want to see that. Well, you, I mean, if you know who, if you know me at all, Adam, I love R and B, and like I knew who Whitney Houston was in the 1990s, and my parents definitely did too. So like, this was like a definitely a movie that, uh, this is definitely a movie that I saw. I don't know if I saw it in the theater, but I saw it, you know renting and a uh, written movie was written by Lawrence Kasdan for, for those uh, of uh, you know, of star Wars fame. 
But uh, yeah, it was that song is just it brings back a lot of a lot of memories from the '90s and listen to listen to Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, Paula Abdul. You know, like that. That's what I that was my jam in the early '90s and still is today. I love going back to listen listening to some uh, old '90s R and B show tunes. Show tunes. Yeah, you like show tunes. It's an ongoing gag on the Super Nice Bros that you continuously act like you don't remember. I mean, but that's not a show tune. Oh, no, I, I know. I know. Like I show, show tunes. Yeah. You, well, you think if I like show tunes so much, I'd like them up at Christmas Carol. And that's my point. None of the songs are good. So, sorry. I can listen to fucking Mariah then. Jesus. Sorry. Sorry, Jim Henson. Last sure Christmas. He, sure oh, what's that? It's that Mariah Carey Christmas song. All I want for Christmas is you. Yeah, I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. That one. Yeah, that one. Is there anything you want to say about "I'll Always Love You, Adam"? Um, no, it was a good song. Whitney Houston was a great performer. Um, she had a couple. She had like a really memorable like national anthem, I think, before Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, really well liked, really beautiful woman. It's kind of a shame what happened to her. You know. Yeah, it's very sad. So, well. Well, we'll be back next week with another one of these. What do you call? What's the name of the segment? Song of the month. Ow! So, uh, yeah, we'll be back and we'll have another song for you to to listen to and remember. And uh, yeah, we'll. But for right now, let's get back to a Muppet Christmas Carol. What else? I mean, what else about this movie, Adam? I mean, there's not much else to talk about in terms of like what. Chris, what this movie like? Is there anything else that you really want to talk about from from here? I wanted to ask you a, a question about uh, Christmas Carol movies, though. Um, go ahead then. We'll get back. There's a few more thoughts. Yeah, what's your question? Oh, I was going to ask you. Like, is this a definitive Christmas Carol movie, or do you? Is there one? Is there another Christmas Carol movie you prefer? Um, yeah, I prefer others. I prefer Scrooge with Bill Murray. Mm. Um, it's actually '80s. Uh, which we've been breaking the rule a little more often for late 80s lately. So I would consider doing Scrooge in the future for Super 90s Bros. But I, yeah. I'd say that Scrooge is probably my favorite of the, the Dickens tales. What about you? I would agree with that. I mean, I like Scrooge and I like and I don't really like any. other. I, I never saw a Jim Carrey iteration that's like made by Robert Zemeckis. Um, I, you know, I've never really cared too much about. A Christmas Carol. So I would say Scrooge is probably the best one. I think there's probably some others in there too that are that are pretty that are you know better than this. Um last year on like FX. Was that the Jim Carrey Zemeckis one? What's that? They did one last year on the channel FX. Was oh no, that no. The- that that's not it. This was like in probably mid 2010s. Like it was that one on FX last year was really dark. Um, I didn't like it. I mean, I think Christmas Christmas Carol has been remade like a lot. I mean, like it's, it's one not, of the most ever. Yeah, I mean, so, but yeah, I don't have anything like about this movie that I really hate. I just like, I just, I really think it ha- doesn't even never really did anything for me. Like, I just it never existed. Like, I never watched it as like a movie for Christmas. Like, I was always choosing other Christmas movies to watch. Like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out why this movie missed me so much. But I mean, if there is some pretty catchy tunes in this movie, wouldn't you say? I, I would say. What is that? Am I going to? Am I going to a uh, another uh, song? Yes. Which one is that? This one. I'll play this one. <laughs> Cute, huh? Is this what you're talking about? Yeah. It's cute. Yeah, I mean, it's it it's whatever. <laughs> it's a cute movie. What do you want? Do you think that? What do you want it to be? I want it to be. I don't know what I want it to be. I just don't like this movie. Oh, ow. I really like I when we picked it, I was just like, ah, whatever. I was like, try, I was trying to make you do like a two parter where we like talked about Batman Returns because I was like, oh, that's a good that's not a Christmas movie, but it's, you know, it's better than this movie. They both came out in the same year, which I thought was interesting. Uh, but uh, but it came out in like July and uh, I just don't have any stories to tell about this movie. It's just like it's just one of these movies that just yeah, 
just exists. We do shit yeah. I don't like all the time, and my job then is to come up with good reasons why I don't like it. So I will say I, I don't, I don't like Muppets. I've already said that. I don't like singing. I, I really do not like. I do not like a a singing movie very much. And none like of the you admitted to that, so we know that's a lie. So you, we, number one, you're a racist. Number two, you're a liar. What's number three? Um, I mean, that's. I mean, those are it. Like it just, there's just not much here. This is a this is a forgetful movie, Adam. A forgettable movie. So, I mean, I'm sorry. It's just, it's just, it is what it is. But uh, I mean, what are you? You always like to. You can always give us some good dumb shit about what these movies and stuff like that. Like, what did you, what don't you like about it? I, I kind of said it already. I don't think Muppets are actors like, okay. cause they're not they're fucking puppets. Yeah. And so like asking them to do complicated scenes, like it doesn't work for me. I like, I, I don't feel any emotion to tiny, tiny Tim with his bone marrow tumors. Like I don't, it doesn't affect me at all. It affects me even less than that fucking CG elf monkey thing. Dobby in the Harry Potter movies and like, like this is a real story. The, the Harry Potter movie where Dobby died, I was laughing so hard when he's like dying in the theater. I had to leave because it was so embarrassing. I was being so loud and disruptful and I was getting so many nasty looks from all these like 15 year old girls sitting all around me looking at me like I'm the fucking devil because they're bawling over this fucking CG elf dying. And I'm like, how do you, how do you care? It's fucking it's it it's computer graphics it's you know it's a it's puppet how do you get that worked up about it <laughs> i mean people people do they just get worked up about it so I said, so i said that to somebody and they said it's because i have empathy and i'm like empathy for fucking dobby empathy for tiny tim they're not real <laughs> um <laughs> i mean i i agree there's some parts of like movies where i'm just like i love making fun of them uh and I, I i wouldn't ever i would never say anything bad about anyone who would laugh about something like that uh, I'm so. I, like we're down by two i'm pass i'm passing you the ball you're outside the three-point line it's an open shot it's your time to shine it's your time to shit on something i just don't have anything to shit on it's a it's a christmas movie it's like it is what it is like does this movie need to be does this movie hold up today sure like there's people that probably love the Muppets that could come back and watch it. So like, I will say like, as a, as a movie, as it exists today, like there's definitely nostalgia here for somebody uh, who watched it in the nineties. And even if you didn't watch it in the nineties, you could watch it today and it's still just as the same as it was then. Like, I don't think it needs to be changed at all. I think if this movie was made today, the only thing that would be updated would probably be the fact that it was made in HD. <laughs> like, there's not much that would change. You could remake this movie today with the same script and different actors, and it would still be the same. So it would have to be truly appropriate. So they'd have to do like the Muppets Kwanzaa blowout, or Muppets have Hanukkah. <laughs> I don't think that's true. People are still making Christmas movies. Yeah, um, pagan. <laughs> uh, do I get the Do I get to guess the Rotten Tomato score? What? I don't. I don't get to. I guess you could. I mean, I, I. I would say. I mean, I have it right here. I haven't seen it yet. Um, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess this Rotten Tomato score. Tomato. Tomato. Tomato score is like. In the 60s, I'm gonna say 63. Do you know what it is? I will in a second. Well, I got it right here. I'll tell you what it is. You gotta end your guessing at the same time. I don't have it. I I, I scrolled down. Oh, I, I don't actually have it. It's not seventy six, huh? With an audience score of eighty five. Wow, people really love this movie. I mean, I I can see why people love this movie. I mean, it's a good find movie. them up. It's charming. Yeah, that's it's charming. I mean, my kids don't like it, so um, yeah. But they're not old enough to have like a defined. You know why my parent my, why they didn't want to watch it is because they don't like. They don't like uh, puppets. They're like, they don't talk in the movie. I'm like, oh, no, they do talk, guys. Like, just watch the movie. And they're like, we still don't like it. We'd rather watch something else. So, so what did they watch instead? They didn't watch anything. We wa I made them watch it and they fell asleep. So you said, I don't care what you want. I'm the dad. We're doing what I say. Yeah, and then we, and then the 
couple days later, we watched Santa Claus and they were, they loved it. They loved every every second of the time that we let them watch it. They loved elves with attitude. Well, who doesn't? I mean, Tom I mean Tom. Uh, Tim Allen's funny. Yeah, Tim Allen is funny. What's not funny is elves with attitude. It ruins that ending. <laughs> so um, stupid. So in the spirit of Christmas, Adam, I feel like we should, we totally forgot to to shout out. I We had someone reach out to us via Instagram. And I was super, super excited to, to see, we to actually get a comment on, uh, to get a, get a message from a, from a fan, like someone I don't know. He like reached out to us. His name's Adam Lang. And he said, hey, he said, uh, really really enjoying the show what about a show on arnold schwarzenegger movies t2 kindergarten cop lots of 90s memories um same with jim carrey and or, what about trimmers and i said i said oh we got to do t2 eventually we definitely need to do some jim carrey movies i'm, I'm surprised we haven't done dumb dumber dumber or, or the mask or even ace ventura um and you love Tremors, so we have to do that eventually so we just say Adam Lang, you have a stud name. You're a cool guy because you like super 90s bros. I personally promise that we'll do Tremors for you. And I can't imagine us not doing Terminator 2 and Jim Carrey movies. We actually have done Kindergarten Cop. It is back, yes. way back in season one of Super 90s Brothers before some of the audio difficulties were figured out. So make sure you listen with your headphones so that you can yep. listen easier. Um, but you can check out our Kindergarten Cop episode. We hope you enjoy that. And we think that you are a kick-ass dude, and we love that you love Super Nice Bros. Please keep listening and reach out to us again. Yeah, it's um, sort of like the, it's sort of like when you get like a dating app, and like a real girl actually responds to you. That's sort of what it was like when Adam Lang reached out to Brennan. <laughs> so true. Uh, and then finally, I mean, I'll say this. I mean, everyone else that's listening, thank you so much for listening during all this and being with us. We've actually this is our third or fourth episode we've released in a row. I mean, and so we're, we're really getting on board with like releasing this week. Adam, do you got anything else to say? I uh, know. I just want to reiterate what Brennan said. We, we love you guys. We love those five-star reviews on Apple's music, AKA iTunes. You can follow us on Facebook, Insta, Twitter. You can add us at super nineties bros at Brennan pointer, excuse me, at bro mode and at Adam Pitzler. And you can email us at super90sbrothers, all spelled out, at gmail.com. Be cool. Be like Adam Lang. Send us uh, show ideas. We will accommodate them. Uh, it, it's almost like um, coal in our stove. It burns us. It, it burns <laughs> us. Yes. It's like coal in our stove. <laughs> it heats our, us. It heats us. It burns yeah. us, too, uh, if you touch it when it's hot. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the show and uh, we'll be back next week. And I think we're going to go back to the, to the Ninja Turtles. Cowabunga man for Brennan Pointer. I am Adam J. Pitzler. This has been another Christmassy Michael Caney episode of super nineties bros Muppet style. We hope you guys are avoiding the sickness. Unlike my wife and hopefully unlike me. And uh, we hope you guys have a Merry Christmas. This podcast was produced and edited by Speak Spokane.